All right, welcome back to the Thursday edition of the LeaderLink podcast. Remember, on our Thursday editions, our goal is to give you a short, thought-provoking episode with some practical application. And I wanted to build off the last short episode we did on change. And remember, the three tips were, number one, have a clear understanding of the potential impact. Number two, communicate the rationale for the change, the why. And number three, be willing to answer questions. And I thought there was kind of a common thread connecting those three tips. And really, it's we need to consider the frontline employee in these changes. Some characteristics of most large-scale change efforts, maybe not all, but most large-scale change efforts, I think typically the vision for the change is established at the top in the C-suite or, or the executives. Uh, and then operations or middle management is, is tasked with how to implement the change. Frontline leaders are responsible for ensuring the change happens. And really, at the end of the day, the frontline employees are the ones who are ultimately responsible for making the necessary changes. And so some change efforts may have different uh, characteristics, but I think this is a a fairly standard playbook. So the key here, remember, is the employees. And I wanted to quote uh, from a book written by John Cotter, a change expert, and the book is called Leading Change. The uh, quote from Cotter says, employees generally won't help or can't help if they feel relatively powerless. And I wanted to break that down. So the first part of that is they won't help. And the bottom line is that in order for a change initiative to be successful, the executive leaders need the support of the organization. And I would say especially that frontline employee. So if employees do not support the change, they're probably going to do what is minimally required, Um, maybe even be actively resistant for it. So the second part of that is maybe they can't help. Uh, some reasons for this, number one, maybe, maybe the vision has not been clearly communicated. Uh, they don't know what success in the change effort looks like. Uh, the second one might be poorly defined objectives. They, they don't actually know what to do. Uh, kind of building off of that, maybe there's a lack of training. Uh, so they, they don't actually know how to do it. Maybe they know what to do, but they don't know how to do it. The bottom line here is that employees cannot help if there's ambiguity or any sort of barriers. Uh, the third part of that is a feeling of powerlessness. Uh, you know, we've talked about in the last short episode that change represents uncertainty. And for, for people, there's, it's very important to feel some sort of sense of control. And I can't overemphasize the fact that change represents loss, a loss of comfort, maybe a loss of status, but in any case, some sort of loss of control. And as humans, we like to have control, or at least we'd like to think we have control over our environment. So practical tips. Number one, involve employees as early as possible in the change process. You know, when employees are considered and they feel valued, they will be more likely to accept changes even if they don't like them. And that's very powerful. They're more likely to accept the changes even if they don't like them. And this ultimately comes down to communication. So I recommend communicate early, communicate often, and provide opportunities for two-way communication. Tip number one is involve employees as early as possible in the change process. Number two, I would say ensure that frontline leaders are prepared to implement the change. Um, They will probably have the most difficult job in the change effort because they are the ones that will be ensuring 
that the employees are actually implementing the change. So make sure that the frontline leaders have the necessary knowledge, the necessary resources, and make sure that they're actually able to train that frontline employee. Number two, number tip number two is ensure that frontline leaders are prepared to implement the change. Tip number three, identify the informal leaders and feed them information. I think this may be one of the most overlooked opportunities in change management. You may be familiar with the concept of diffusion of innovation. This was actually popularized in the 1960s by Everett Rogers. And if none of that sounds familiar, Google or go to YouTube and look up Simon Sinek's viral TED Talk on the, the, the golden circles and you'll see diffusion of innovation there. It's, it's essentially a bell curve of change acceptance. Just a brief overview. The idea is that there's a, a small percentage, 2.5% of the people are going to be innovators. They're going to be the ones seeking out that change. And in this case, it's likely going to be that visionary at the top in the C-suite. The next group, 13.5% early adopters. So these individuals believe in the change and they're willing to give it a shot early on. Then you have 34% of people who are in the early majority. We're now getting into that bell curve, the, the larger part of the bell curve. And these are the people who are going to say earlier on, okay, let's, let's go with it. From there, we had the late majority, 30, 34% in the late majority. And these are folks who are probably only going to change when they see that others have done it and it's safe to do so and we can get through this together. That's going to be your late majority. And 16% are the laggards at the very end, that the end of the bell curve. And these are the folks who are going to change only when they're absolutely forced to do so. Uh, so what we're trying to do here is get the informal leaders to be part of the early adopters, or at least in that early majority. In, in other words, on the front end of that bell curve of change acceptance. In order to do that, we, we feed them information. Uh, now, you're not going to be able to share everything, probably, but whatever you can, feed them information. Attempt to get their support early on. Because whether or not they support the change initially, uh, I, I think pulling them in close, feeding them information, making sure they feel valued, uh, making sure that they know that as the leader, you respect their role as an informal leader. I think you're more likely to get them to be in the early majority or maybe even as an early adopter. A key to this is that as the informal leader on the team, other people on the team who may potentially be more resistant, they're going to observe that this informal leader supports the change They get on board quicker and, and, maybe the rest of the team will get on quicker as well. Is this a silver bullet? Of course not. But the alternative is a lot more people in the late majority or even laggards. So tip number three was identify the informal leaders and feed them information. Quick review. Tip number one, involve employees as early as possible in the change process. Number two, ensure that frontline leaders are prepared to implement the change. And tip number three, identify the informal leaders and feed them information. All right, thanks for listening to the Thursday edition of the LeaderLink podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to leave us a five-star review, subscribe, and share the episode with a leader you know. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, send an email to info at jcleadershipconsulting.com. Also be sure to check out our Tuesday interviews, and we will see you next time.